And welcome back, everybody, to another fun, fact-filled episode of Tales from Helheim. I am your factual person, the defactor, or defecator for short. And the narrator? The, the narrating defecator? Yeah! <laughs> and I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just me. I'm here. Let's do you're this. Just, you're just me. Well, hello, me. What's up, man? Oh, you know. I came from the empanadas, but skated, stayed, <laughs> I stayed for the scary stories. Hell yeah, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, boy. So what do we have on the docket today, my guy? Some uh, more true scary stories. Yes. Uh, mine actually is uh, about the uh, chalupacabra. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it's about a uh, crazy cat mass murderer. Mine's about a haunted penthouse and then a ghost. And then I I have two. Alrighty. So I have a medium length one and then I have a short one. But the short, I think, personally, I think the short one's a little bit better. But I'll, I'll let you go first. Alrighty. So again, this is called Chased by Crazy Cat Mass Murderer. I don't usually do this. But this has traumatized me for a while, so I'm going to get it out of my system. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop right there. I don't usually do this is exactly what every slutty girl says ever. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll find out if it's a he or a she. I'm saying that Chalupacabra is a fucking slut. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, when I was 16 years old, I lived in a rural area in England, in a small village, if you could call it that as it was nothing more than a bunch of houses with a very small store. The closest school was the next town over, and that was a half hour away. So every morning I would have to get up at 6 a.m. to catch the bus, and yes, it sucked. But it wasn't all that bad, because of two other kids who lived there, who were close to my age, Connor and Courtney. Names have been changed, of course. Courtney was the year below me and Connor was in my class. We got the bus together every morning and over the weekends and holidays we would hang out together at each other's houses or loiter around the shop until we got kicked out. Anyway, at that time I had a cat which I had gotten for my 15th birthday. His name was King because he looked like a king. He was a huge white cat with green eyes and an attitude. I loved that cat so much, so when he went missing, it fucked me up pretty good. I spent weeks crying my eyes out waiting for him to come home, but he never did. Soon it began going around that a lot of neighbors' cats had been disappearing, and as well, none of them had been found on the roads, so people assumed that a fox had gotten them. It was the weekend, and Connor, Courtney, and myself had decided that we were bored of hanging around Courtney's, so we decided to go exploring, which meant that we would walk around the back roads until we were completely lost and then try and find our way back. It was stupid, but fun. Anyway, we're going up a back road we had never been up before and came across a path leading off the road. It was unkempt and looked like nobody had used it for years. We went down the path excited to see where it led, and we were even more excited when we found an old rundown house at the end of it. The door was open, 
and barely standing, Connor carefully moved it aside, and we went in. The smell was putrid. I'm pretty sure I retched a little. Everything was filthy and falling apart. Just being there gave me a weird sick feeling in my stomach. Something didn't feel right. Courtney must have felt it too because she immediately began complaining that we should leave. I would have left if I hadn't been trying to impress Connor, who at the time I had a huge crush on. So instead of agreeing with her, Connor and I called her a pussy and teased her until she agreed to come with us through the rest of the house. We went through the what looked to be living room. It was covered in dirt and piles of trash. The smell got worse as we made it to the bottom of the stairs. Courtney made it clear that she didn't want to go up there, but when we told her to wait for us there, she made it even more clear that she didn't want to do that either. So we all went up together, Courtney clinging to my arm and me clinging to Connor who went up first. At the top of the stairs there was a corridor with about three rooms. It was just as filthy as downstairs and the smell was ten times worse. We piled into the first room. We came to pushing Connor in first, only for him to freeze. I looked over his shoulder and nearly puked. The room was full of decomposing bodies of what looked to be cats. All piled up against the wall, the stench was horrendous. I heard Connor whisper, oh shit, under his breath. And I guess Courtney, who was outside the room, heard too, because she loudly began asking what it was. But before I could tell her to shut up from the corner of the room, came something flying through the air that hit Connor straight in the chest. It fell to the floor. It was a decaying cat corpse, and it was followed by a deranged scream of, get out. And from out the same corner stumbled a filthy old man. He began to stagger toward us. We immediately got the hell out of there, and I don't remember much about it other than me and Courtney screaming our heads off and me tripping over one of the door frames on our way out. We ran until we couldn't run anymore. Luckily, we remembered our way back, but it took us at least 30 minutes to get back home, and in that time, we sped walked as fast as we could jumping at every sound and of course on my part crying as I repeatedly asked him if he thought my cat was in there. Connor just kept replying that he didn't know and asking me if I thought the man had followed us. We finally made it back and ran to the closest house which one of us lived in which was Courtney's. We hurriedly explained what happened and Courtney's mom called my mother, Connor's mother and then the police who came by a couple hours later and took statements. Connor told me that they came back a few days later and said the cats were there, but there was no sign of the man. When I was visiting my mother earlier this month, my boyfriend and I went to check out the house, but it had been knocked down. I have no idea what that man was doing there that day, or if he had killed all the cats, but I have a feeling that my cat was somewhere within those corpses, and it still makes me sick to this day. There are some messed up people out there. But a bum. What the fuck? Yeah, dude flinging fucking dead cats at people. Playing fucking dead cat dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. 
If you can dodge a cat, you can dodge a ball. The funniest part about that is they almost all got murdered because over what's a fucking basically a child's dare. Yeah. Come on, pussy. Come on, now. In all fairness, I have a lot. Of, I've done a lot of dumb shit because somebody's called me a pussy. <laughs> so I get it. No, I get it. Record your pussy. I gave myself an out. <laughs> exactly. That's how you get me here every week. <laughs> Come on, you fucking pussy. You won't. I'm like, damn. No, I got to. See, I know it. It works every time. <laughs> it's like Sex Panther. 60% of the time, time it, works it works every, every time. time. <laughs> that was a crazy one, though. Like, I closed my eyes and I was like listening to it, like imagining it. I was like, that's fucking horrible, dude. Yeah, especially for some kids to find. Oh, yeah. They, they were like, what, like 15? Yeah, at the time. Dude, that's fu- Well, I mean, the teenagers. I, I wouldn't feel bad if teenagers got murdered for being dumbasses. <laughs> Those I little mean, kids, I feel just, bad. Like, see yeah. the fucking animals and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. If it was like little, I mean, like elementary school kids, I'd feel bad. Oh yeah, that'd be really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, but they're like high school, like freshmen. You should know better than that. Yeah, they should. Those bastards. Going around calling kids pussies because they don't want to go upstairs to the murder house. I mean, you know, if you don't experience your first time in a murder house, then is it really your first time? You don't leave. Can't pop your murder house cherry. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you ready for mine? Yeah. Let's see what you got, boy. All right. I'm not going to do a voice, though. I'm just going to regularly read it. Oh, you're good. Uh, heads up. I don't like reading stories because my reading level. What is it? My I'm not, I'm not a strong reader. It's all right, my dude. I've in the past couple I've done, I've been talking and made a couple mistakes. And I'm just like, yeah, fucking I'm leaving it in. It is what it is. We all, no one's perfect to fucking reading unless you sit there and, you know, one day Mr. Elephant got out of his pen. I thought you were going to say out of his pants. I was like, what? I mean that too. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, so I have two stories, but I don't I don't think either of them is as good as what you pulled out. You fucking taught me this time. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. We'll have to listen and see. All right, I got... You want the you? I'll give you the the long one first, and then I'll give you the short one after. That works for me. And you like the long one first, yeah? Oh yeah. All right. My family bought a penthouse apartment back when I was in high school. We got it for like 50k under what it was worth. Turned out the previous owner was a music producer who had disappeared. The guy's body finally wound up being found months later. The way I remember it. He had been tortured and shot multiple times. Real sad stuff. We bought the apartment from his mom who just wanted to be done with the whole thing. Anyway, my stepdad and I started going daily to fix it up, but I always felt uneasy about being there as if someone was watching me. One day, my stepdad went down to the car to get some tools and left me alone. As I was there by myself, I looked down the hallway that led down to the master bedroom and I kid you not, I saw a bright white silhouette. It appeared from one side of the master bedroom walking to the next. It stopped in the middle, turned, and looked straight at me. I fucking froze. It was like an evil kind of thing. He just looked at me for a few secs and then walked to the other side and disappeared. I freaked the fuck out and bolted for the elevator. This shit happened during the middle of the day. It was bright so I can't, so it was bright as can be, so I knew what the fuck I saw. My stepdad wouldn't believe me and laughed it off. A couple days later, while we were tearing down some built-in shelves in one of the bedroom closets we found a notebook belonging to the previous owner and in it were love poems lyrics and sketches 
My mom told my stepdad not to throw it away so we could give it to the guy's mother. My stepdad, being a piece of shit, threw it away. After the creepy shit started happening, lights turned on and off. Windows we had closed the previous day would now be open. These were hurricane-forced windows, by the way, the kind that have latches and keys to them. So it was impossible for the wind to have opened them. My mom and I stopped helping with renovations after that. My stepdad hired some guys he knew to come and finish. These guys lived pretty far away, so my stepdad told them to stay in the apartment while the repairs were done. The last two days, they called my stepdad in a panic in the middle of the night saying they heard shit, saw shadows, and an alarm clock would go off at random times. The last two days, they called my stepdad in a panic in the middle of the night saying they heard shit, saw shadows, and that alarm clocks would go off at random times they hadn't set it to. My mother decided that was it and called the priest to bless the house. We burned sage all throughout for a couple of days with the windows open to cleanse and clear the apartment. The creepy thugs stopped after that. A few years later, I ran into one of the guys and asked him what had happened in the apartment and that had spooked him. And he said doors were slamming in the middle of the night and they heard what sounded like things moving out in the laundry area. He said it was the scariest shit he had ever been a part of and wanted nothing to do with it. Damn. So it seems like basically they disrespected the spirit that was there and it got pissed. Yeah. Because the first time he saw it, it I mean... It was the white apparition, and then yeah, yeah. they threw away that fucking notebook of it, and it's yep. like, oh, fuck you, bitches. You're going to throw away my hard work, you some bitch. I'm going to throw away your life. Oh, my God. They're going to throw away the workers. On that delay. <laughs> not me, Sir Dave. There were, we're not workers. We're day laborers. There's a difference, bitch. Yeah, but that's fucking crazy, though, having grown-ass yeah. men crying. Well, that and to see a full body apparition midday. Yeah. It's not something that happens very often. Yeah, and then they were saying that the guys were seeing shadows as well. Which makes it even worse because it's like you see, you know, a full bodied apparition that is bright and white, and then they start seeing these shadows. Yep, and shit's being flung around. So, yeah, I think it was because they did dis- disrespect the spirit in the house. Yeah, something you definitely never do anytime. Bum, bum, bum. This is bad. Yeah. All right, you ready for the next one? I am. Let's see what you got. Yeah. (laughs) My kid's Catholic school is over a hundred years old. There is a basement under the gym that you that they use for storage. I was subbing once, and during recess, one of the kickballs goes down the stairs. A little girl was standing at the top of the stairs, yelling, "Just throw it up to me!" I went over and asked who she was talking to, and she replied, That big man down the stairs. I went down, and there was nobody down there, and it was only it was the only way in. I asked some of the other kids if they had seen the man before, and they, and they said yes, but Sister told us not to talk to him. I asked him to describe Sister. They described a nun, and there haven't been nuns in the school in over 40 years. See, so that's crazy for a couple reasons. One, there's a ghost nun talking to the kids. Warning him about the big man. Yeah, and then two, what the fuck is the big man? Mm-hmm. That's what the fuck I'm saying, buddy boy. I mean, with this kind of shit, man, you never know. You never know what you're going to find. You never know yeah. what you're going to get. And I mean, you just got to be careful. If 
you see kids start talking to shit that isn't there. You punch the kid. I mean... <laughs> I mean... People might get in the way of that now and have, uh, you know, CPS called on you, but... I'd fuck them, too. <laughs> you'd fuck CPS, oh God. Yeah. I got but, one more if you're interested in hearing it. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's see what you got. All right. So I got one more before we go. All right. Let's hear it. See what you got. Intensive care nurse here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be a Karen for this one. Oh, let's do it. Intensive care nurse here. I have many stories. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I have many stories ranging from sheets being ripped apart to old women in rocking chairs. But the one which haunts me is the time I think I actually saw the Grim Reaper. In 1999, late in the day, it was summer and turning dark. It was a busy 12th bed ITU in London. I was in charge and at the nursing station, there were a few people milling around, but less than during the day. I looked up, I looked up to see this man opening and coming through the double doors in the unit. What was so striking about him were his clothes. He looked like he had been picked straight out in 1974 and dropped in 1999. He was wearing brown cord flares, the platform shoes men wore then, an orange, yellow, and brown checkered shirt with a cream and brown patterned tank top. Over the shirt, he was white and shortish brown hair, not quite 1970s, but about 30 years old. He walked calmly like he did this all the time towards a bay of patients, not recognizing him and knowing he wasn't a relative of other healthcare people. I said hello, can I help? He looked at me directly, nodded as if to say hello and carried on walking. I watched him and he stopped at the end of a patient's bed and turned to look at them. He never touched the person or do, did anything other than look at them. This unwell but stable patient suddenly and unexpectedly deteriorated. As the staff went to assist, they all acted like they didn't see him. He turned around as calmly as he came and he left. I never saw what direction he went as I left the nurse's station to go and help with the patient who ultimately, despite our best efforts, died. I spoke to some of the staff later on about our 1970s visitor and no one else saw him. 17 years later, this is still a vivid memory in my mind. Damn, so she got to see death itself. You gotta see a fancy boy is what I heard. I mean, none of us know what death looks like. It could be some crazy 1970s guy, or it could be a skeleton with a fucking scythe. You never know. Or it could be the nurse in white. Oh! Yeah, it very well could be. Like, uh, you remember at the nursing home when we were talking? I'm not sure if we got it on, like, the actual, like, fucking podcast, but the, uh, the what's it called? The fucking healthcare people there? Yeah. They're saying about the nun that they saw in white that she walks around the fucking hallways and shit. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't get to see that one. Kind of bummed. I wish we would have seen it. Oh, don't worry. We're still going back. All right. I don't know when we're going back, but. No, although we do have a couple new places to look into. We just got to make uh -huh. a few calls and then we'll be good to go. We have two pending as of right now. We're just trying to set up like an actual like schedule. Yeah, and then I'm looking for a third. That way we're, we're right as rain, good to go. Three, what is it, three a year? <laughs> yep. So you have a fresh three. Damn. I don't like that. Yeah, you'll want to do more after you get those three out of no, the way. No, I'm good. Trust me. 
No, I'm good. The more you do, the more addicting it becomes. I've done two and I'm fine with not doing any more. Wait, what was the first? Oh, the warehouse. No, I've done three then. Yeah. Was the... Warehouse, father-in-law's house, and then the... Oh, yeah, that's right. The nursing home. Although his house does have something really off about it. Yeah, I don't ever want to go back there. Yeah, I don't want to get thumped at again. Nope. Fuck that place. Yes. Yes. And you only saw Fuck part of it though You only saw like when we went in through one side And then we walked straight through uh, I think there's like four rooms Off to the side And they're like You have to cross through there to get to each of the rooms But Well I know when we got to the crossover part I saw the uh, like laundry room And then the one bedroom Yeah, I didn't so, get to yeah. see those If you go to the right side of the one bedroom There's another bedroom And then on the other side of the house there's two more Ah uh, okay Very much so Spooky dookie. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't ever. I, I'll, I'm more than willing to go back to the warehouse or like the nursing home, but I'm not going to go back to his house. <laughs> I refuse to do any more investigating there. That's understandable. It's a creepy place. Yeah. But we will keep you guys posted with locations and things that we find. Mm, yes, sir. You'll probably end up getting like a promo like two, three weeks before we actually do it. Yeah, probably. Nice. Promo episode. Alrighty. Uh, I think we're done for this episode. We are. We hope you guys enjoy those stories. And Sorry for my stutter. <laughs> You're fine, man. You're fine. But d there's always more to come. <laughs>